Hello and welcome to Life in All Chapters. I'm Brandy Tabor. And I'm Amanda Henson. We're here today to share with you why we're creating a podcast and a little bit about our journeys and our lives so that hopefully we can create a community of people that are like-minded and that can support each other through the different journeys in our lives. You know, we started talking about creating a podcast to discuss health and wellness. And that evolved into our own personal journeys. And then we started talking more about quality of life and different goings on in the world. Is that even, like, does that sound country? <laughs> Going on, goings on? Well, if people don't like country, they're in the wrong place. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway. So the goings on in the world, we talked about a few things and how it was affecting our quality of life and our mental status, our anxiety, our whatever. And so we decided that we would create a podcast and call it Life in All Chapters so that we can discuss um, different things that just impact our quality of life. And a lot of that is going to be health and wellness. Some of it's going to be media topics. Um We'll probably avoid Hollywood and how that, how that impacts our quality of life, but you never know. So, pretty much everything life, everything in life. Yeah. Which is a huge list. It is. For, so, for me, I tend to talk a lot. So, you guys are going to hear my voice the majority of the time, I think, till Amanda warms up to that mic over there in her face. <laughs> but for me, the big thing was. The last two years have been very chaotic, um, but even though the last two years have been chaotic, they just allowed me to have an excuse. After I listened to our first attempt at recording this, I was making excuses for why I let things go during the last two years, but the truth is, is that that sent me into a normal pattern for me. And that was fight, fight or flight mode and take care of everything and meet all the expectations that are thrown at me. But I lost myself. But I've done that before. And it's the same pattern for me. Every time life gets chaotic, what's the easiest thing to drop? And that's self-care. It is. You know, and I'm not talking hygiene. That's, you know, that's a total different ballgame. I'm talking... Fitness, eating healthy, self-discipline so that you can achieve your personal goals, but you're really just running and running trying to meet the expectations that not only the world puts on you, your family, your co-workers, your, your supervisors, yourself. And self-care takes a lot of time that we don't always think is important to waste time on. Mm-hmm. You know, if, or money. Yes. And when things are chaotic like that, you make that excuse that I don't have time or money for that. And I don't know if that's the best thing to do. I mean, to, oh, to yeah. avoid it. I mean, you're worth the investment. Invest in yourself. Right. Absolutely. I think that's the same way with, I put my, put off certain certifications and educations that I can do. And I think, well, I don't have the money. I'm not spending that money on that. But Everything costs money, and yeah. we have to eventually handle that. Yeah, and sometimes we don't put the priorities in the right order. Right, right. So we're here because we're both on personal journeys, and we're trying to 
make adjustments in our lives and what better way than to build a community that um, is can relate to our experiences or add depth to them or maybe even recognize that those you know something that we're worried about doesn't even matter that we need to be focused somewhere else so help redirect our focus I guess is what I'm trying to say but I think that creating a community and pulling us together and using tidbits of information is going to be beneficial. So I think the big question the audience is going to ask is, who the heck are we and why are we qualified to do this? <laughs> I think you're right. It's, and I think you feel like you have to have some kind of perfect life, perfect education, perfect everything. And that's not true. Right. That's not true. I mean, I, I have a background in healthcare, but I've I've done so many different things. Nothing nothing for that long of a time. But you learn so much. Right. Healthcare is a different type of world. You're you fast paced and you have to you have to know everything. And you have to be superhuman. Yeah. Or you're expected to be, and that's another expectation that drags you down. It does. So I think um as far as qualifications, why you should listen to us talk. Uh, first off, Amanda has been in the healthcare field for 20 years. Is that right, Amanda? 20 years? Ish. Yeah, 20-ish. Yeah, well, I, mine's 20, mine's 22 now. Yeah, so somewhere between 20 so, and 21. Yeah. So we're sisters, first off, so we have a lot of experience with each other, and we like to call each other out on our BS. And... We both have, so collectively together, we have over 40 years of healthcare experience. Amanda has done work as a CNA, as a community liaison marketer for um, home health hospice. She's worked in long-term care. She was a medical, um, a CMT, and she is also a volunteer firefighter, and she actually just got off a 911 call. I did. So... Stone me she, off, so yeah. pardon me. <laughs> so she's a little distracted, but that's understandable. Uh, but the uh, the collective background, I think, is important. I am an RN. I work as a nurse practitioner now, and I have a wealth of knowledge. Yes. But the reason mm -hmm. I'm here and why I'm in my own journey to better health is because that knowledge doesn't mean that I have the equivalent discipline or the redu reduced distractions to achieve what I need to. And sometimes when you know something, you know, a lot of people think, well, you should know better. You should know because you do know so much. People say that to me you all the time. You can't always apply that to your right. life. You may know, and you know all the steps to do it, but that doesn't mean that you can get it to work. Right. You can teach other people how to do it. You can coach other people and give them the right plans. But so far, and you do yourself too. Mm -hmm. You can apply this to your life and you've done it. And then it falls off. Yeah. I think I'm susceptible to, and I'm going to go on, I'm just going to go ahead and put myself out there 100% because I feel like in order for you guys as listeners to appreciate what we're saying and value what we say and to give us valuable feedback, I feel like you need to know us. 
I am very susceptible to energies around me and I sometimes will absorb so much of other people's stuff, my brain shuts down at the end of the day. You just can't. There's just, just nothing more that that thing can do. Yeah. And I think that that's something that most people feel if you have a certain level of empathy or compassion and you have a high-paced life where you're working and you're running a household and you're responsible for this, that, and the other, and you have multiple people seeking you from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. And I think that there are different kinds there are different kinds of impacts that people make in the world and I'm not belittling anybody else's impact, but what I will say is there are certain people in the world like Brandy almost every interaction she has with other humans on this earth impacts them in some way because of what she does for a living. So I think when you have that much impact on other people it also absorbs into you and it just takes so much of a toll to know that all the most of the interactions we have on a daily basis aren't necessarily a serious interaction but when you work in healthcare especially as a provider your interactions everything you say people take so seriously so you have to guard your words so much more mm -hmm. than somebody like me who is not a medical provider People don't hang on my every word and take everything I say as the gospel. And I can imagine how much stress that would put on somebody. And at the end of the day, they have all these energies they've absorbed. People are upset. They're in pain. They're suffering. And, and people like Brandy absorb all of that. And you can definitely tell when she's just had enough. Yeah. She can't absorb any more. And she has to reset. And she's actually very good at doing that when she applies herself but that's where that comes into effect when you don't take that time for meditation and yeah. self-reflection and recharging your batteries but I think in the reason I, bringing up who I am and how I am is important because I think that most women including yourself relate to exactly what I experience it may not be for the same reasons exactly. but and I think there's a lot of men out there that can relate to it too, that you are so used to being the fixer. Yes. For everybody else. It's like it's like cleaning houses all over the place and then you come home to your own house. And it's a mess. And you're like <laughs> that can wait. <laughs> you know? That can wait. There's nobody there's nobody in my face pressing me to dust that corner. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let it rest. And yeah. I'm going to sit on the couch and zone out because that's what I, that's what's easiest yeah. right now. So I think that a lot of people can relate that you lose yourself in not just your expectations of yourself, but the expectations of what you do for a living, who you are to other people in your life, where you live at, your environment, your socioeconomic background. You just lose yourself. And then you also, this is something we haven't even talked about this, so this should be fun. Um, one of my biggest issues I've discovered lately is that with doing this podcast, for instance, and other things that I have going on in my life that are new, while they're new and exciting, there's this little voice in my head going, 
well, who do you think you are? Or I find an outfit that I like that wouldn't be in my normal attire. Well, who do you think you are? That's not yeah. you. Yeah, and don't listen to that voice. Yeah, that voice in my head. That voice is the thing that's going to hold you. That's your fight or flight response saying, no, stay right where you're at because right now we're safe. You know? And you have to step out of that and you have to shut that little voice down and say, I know I'm safe, but I'm also safe doing this. I can be a different person every day. I don't have to write out who I am. And because I've always worn this gray, black and white scale out, you know, wardrobe, I don't have to do that anymore. I can go put on a bright top. Yes. And go run around with yellow and flower prints on me or you know, I've, how many times do you see me wear a print top? Hardly ever. Right. So, but they're cute. It's not that I don't like them. I just, when I do find one I like, I think, this isn't me. Yeah. And you and, can be whoever you want to be. Right. And it's okay not to wear it. But it's silly not to wear it because in your head you think, well, everybody else is going to think, who does she think she is? No, and actually, that's the thing that you need to lose. The only thing I would ever tell you you need to lose is the weight of other people's expectations. What they think of you is not nearly as important as what you think of you. Mm -hmm. And you know that. It's just really hard to apply. The other thing is, I don't think pe people really care about that stuff as much as we think they care oh, about it. they don't. Nobody all. really cares what you're wearing within reason. So, it, maybe a handful of times in my life have I came out of a situation and thought... That I remember what another person was wearing that day. Exactly. Now, <laughs> with that being said, you want to dress for what you're doing. Right. And I might like, remember your body odor if it's bad. I'm not going to lie. No, and I mean, if like, you're... there's some hygiene stuff. And if you're supposed to be at a very, like, formal or business type event and you come way too casual, mm -hmm. obviously that's going to affect how people see you. Or if you come to a very casual event in a tux... People are, you're going to stand out. But that's not even necessarily a bad thing all the time because sometimes you want to stand out. Sometimes you want to be overdressed. Right. I mean, it just depends on who you are. I can see me coming somewhere overdressed, but I don't know about you. Oh, no, I'm always underdressed. Yeah, and I can see everything. me coming over just because I am completely fine mm -hmm. just being like, look at me. Yeah. Hello. Well, and if any of you are patients of mine that are listening, you know that when I'm doing rounds in the clinic, I'm in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. And or I mean, I, I usually have a sweater on because I like I like to have a sweater. No, and you're kind of business casual. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I wouldn't say anything negative. Just, yeah. Just kind of business I'm, casual. You just kind of like to blend in. I do. I don't want to stand out. I, and I think that that comes from the energy thing because if I stand out, I'm the type of person that a stranger will come up and tell me their whole life story and ask for my advice. That's you true. And not know me from anybody. That's true. So you tend to blend so, in so right. that you don't get that so as I often. Try not to, I try not to be a pop in a crowd. Yeah. I don't want to. But you, are, you have a very valid point about the... Um, needing to release the expectations of other people. The My entire life has been about expectations. I remember 10 years ago, we would be in a crowd in town, and my husband or one of my kids would say something, not, not even, like, I wouldn't even say, I don't know what the term off color would be appropriate, but something that 
could draw attention. Yeah. And somebody might have a negative opinion of. And I would stop them, pull them aside and say, you can't talk like that in public when you're with me because I do these things and people's people will think that I'm, I'm this way or I'm that way or, you know, they'll be upset because we made a joke about death and dying in public. Exactly. I'm a hospice nurse. You can't joke about death and dying in public. That's something you do just with other hospice workers, yeah. right? So those types of things, I would stop my family because it, it impacted my family so bad. My, I was cleaning my house so much because I was worried about what my husband even thought of me as being a wife. I was killing myself. You saw these ex expectations that you have for people. I have and very were, high expectations for people. And you were applying them to yourself, mm -hmm. and you can't always do that. No. You can't even always apply those high expectations to other people. No. Because and, you will be let down, and right. you know that. Well, and I've been working on that over the last few years anyway, five or six years of learning that expectations are they are very useless in a lot of cases. They are, but at the same time, I feel like that's what makes you such a great leader. You are capable of getting XYZ done in this time frame. And you expect other people to get XYZ done in that time frame. But the fact that you can and will do it inspires people to do it as well. Right. And sometimes your greater expectations of them leads them to be better for mm -hmm. themselves. So it's not necessarily that it's always a bad thing. Most of the time, I truly believe it's a good thing because you hold them to that standard and then they rise up and meet that standard and they've accomplished to them what is this big thing. So it's a really great thing. The mm -hmm. only time it's not a great thing is when it's causing pain for you or for someone else. Right. And I feel like that's not something you would ever do intentionally. I think the expectations go hand in hand with sacrifices. Yes. And when you are constantly expecting someone who's trying to meet those expectations is sacrificing. So when you put expectations on people, and I didn't know this until a few years ago. Um, you live, you learn. But when you put expectations on someone, you need to weigh the consequences of that, not just for yourself, but for that other person. What do they have to give up to achieve that level of expectation. Exactly. And it may be something that you personally would be willing to give up to mm -hmm. achieve that. But I may not be willing to give that exactly. up to achieve that. And it's not that I can't do whatever the task may be. It's that I'm not willing to Your make those sacrifices. And that's that's a big barrier to, compl to completing anything you want to do. That's why with my personal health and wellness journey, I am only competing with me. Because you have different values and, and ideals, and that's okay. Yours are great for you. The lady that works out at the same gym as me, I see her the same days, the same times, but she has different values and ideals than me. Mm -hmm. We don't need to compete with each other. We need to compete with ourselves. Right. The only thing that I can do with that lady or with you or with anyone else is to lift you up and be supportive of your own journey. And that's my goal here is my goal is to lift other people up in their health and wellness journeys. And maybe they can help lift me up and we can all keep each other on track, even though we may not have aligning values. Yeah. Like my reasons may be way different than yours. My biggest reasons are health because of what 
I do for a living in healthcare, but mm-hmm. also as a firefighter, we respond to medical calls and sometimes, sometimes people are in a position that they're in because of weight mm-hmm. or maybe anyway, a lot of times it is kind of self-inflicted and I don't mean that in an unsympathetic way. What I mean is sometimes it helps me see things in myself that I know I can do better because my health is important to me and I don't want to be 55 years old and have to have somebody come and lift me up off the floor. Right. If there's anything I can do about it. I'm not criticizing people whose life that is. That's not what this is about. It's about me seeing where I can improve and get better. You know, our grandma, for instance, whom I love, she was like the queen of my world. And she, a lot of her, I think a lot of her health problems were her own doing. Oh, yeah. She chose to not do anything about them for whatever reason. Sedentary smoking. And. Which I can relate both of those throughout my life. And while I want to be just like her in a lot of ways, there's a ways I, there's ways I don't because there were things that she wanted to do and couldn't because she had done, she'd had that lifestyle for so long that she couldn't get up and run after her great grandchildren like she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't do, and I just don't want to do that if I can help it. If I can get up and get on that treadmill every day and it keeps me being able to walk around, it's worth it to me. Then you're going to have your own motivations. Mm-hmm. So I just think that. I think for me, the reason starting the podcast, you said it perfectly when I don't, when you talked about me not blending in and trying to, I I really try to camouflage myself back so that when I am needed, I can deal with people one-on-one. I've had multiple people try to get me to start a podcast and I don't know, I don't really know why, I mean... I know that I know that I'm knowledgeable and I know that I relate to people and I I know my value. Let's just say it that way. I know my value. But my value doesn't outweigh anybody else's value. So why am I important for you to listen to? I don't know that answer. I hope that you find that answer listening to me and hearing what we have to say. Um full disclaimer, I'm not here to diagnose treat or in any way practice as a nurse practitioner during the podcast but I know how to find legit information with good evidence behind it and I want to share that with people while I get to do it one-on-one and I enjoy that my whole purpose in life is to help as many people as possible and why would I omit technology from that capability the other side personally for me is that when the eyes are on me I tend to do better for myself. And I think that that's why I tend to step back and camouflage myself because then I can stop. I can help more people and nobody's telling me what I'm doing wrong about myself. Well, maybe not nobody, but fewer fewer people, (laughs) fewer people are telling me. I've had some naysayers about it too, though, saying, well, how are you going to talk about weight loss when you're struggling with weight yourself? Well, why the heck wouldn't I qualify to talk about weight loss if I'm struggling with it myself? (laughs) And people listen to Oprah. And I mean, and I'm not, no, not dissing Oprah at all, but I just mean there are a lot of people with weight struggles that have talked about weight loss. There's how many women on, you know, these Jenny Craig's and Weight Watchers have been up and down. Yeah. 
Sorry, we're laughing because we just said famous people's names oh. and we're not really yeah, sure sorry. we can. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see about that. But we're not name dropping. I don't know these people. They're not sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> Nor are we saying anything bad about them. We're just implying that they're just people. They're that we women have seen on television, and we know they had the same struggles that yes. they were relating to women about during their time of struggle. Uh, who was the? Who did you just say? I said Oprah, but I don't think after Oprah. I don't remember. Jenny Craig is a thing. Oh, Jenny Craig's a thing. I'm thinking of the the famous, oh gosh, what was her name? We just said we weren't going to talk about Hollywood. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so hard not to, I mean, because it it's so it's, in your life. Well, but it's relatable, and I think it when it, it needs to be brought up, it can be brought up. But I think that, um, I need to quit covering my mouth, too. Yeah. So, in any event, I think that... We digress. Reason, yes. The reason that I have been pressuring you to do a podcast personally is because I know how good you are at providing information to people and educating people on a way that they can relate to. And I also think that this is a way that will harm you least. And when I say that you do absorb energies and you try to pull that negative out of people so that they can feel better and you take all of that into yourself. And I'm hoping that with technology, you can help more people without it having such a negative impact on your life. That's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. Because you are so empathetic. Yeah. And I'm hoping that people can listen to this and they can take from it the same thing they can take from having a face-to-face -face conversation with you without it negatively, negatively affecting you. Mm -hmm. Because it's you can tell a difference in you at the end of a day based on what you've done that day. You can tell sometimes you're not even really you because you have so much of everyone else. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's when outlashes. Is that a word? It is now. It is now. <laughs> That's when I lose my crap. Yeah. Is when I've absorbed way too much and then one more thing gets thrown at you. And I, I know that there are people out there that can relate to that. And you just have to completely shut down and reset. But... Well, that negative energy has to go somewhere. You, you've yeah. absorbed it into you. Well, I started tree hugging. And I know... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people. I'm telling you, I am... I am... <laughs> I'm sorry. Literal tree hugging. When you are feeling like the world is crumbling down on you, and you have absorbed so much people's stuff... Or even stuff from other things, you know, being in traffic, the energy of traffic, the energy when your dog's sick and you sit at the vet for an hour and a half. Whatever that negative is that has drug you down and fried your brain for the day to the point where you can't even think about what the healthy choices in your kitchen are for the dinner, for dinner tonight. And... You just decide, forget it, I'm ordering whatever takeout can get here the soonest, then there's a problem. So I started going out, and on those days where I feel so overwhelmed, I sit and I lean on a tree. Or I go and I touch the tree, and it sounds so weird, but you have to acknowledge that your environment. The earth around you is designed to take care of you. It feeds us. 
it shelters us, it cleans us, you know. So why would it not help your emotional, psychological, mental, and physical well-being all at once? That does make sense, you know, because trees really are just like big filters. They take in one thing and mm -hmm. put out another. And if you've ever seen the vascular system of a human being or the pulmonary system of a human being, you look at the branches of a big tree and how they reach out, you're looking at a filtration system. Hmm. The more you know. You know? So, anyway, so I started tree hugging. Not, I haven't literally hugged a tree yet, but I'm not going to deny that it has been tempting a few times <laughs> if I wouldn't have looked so crazy. Yeah, that would look a little off. <laughs> Everybody okay. driving by be gawking. So we're at, um, we're here, we're going to be talking about a lot of these things. We're going to be talking about quality of life and how all those things impact this, that, and the other. And we hope that you will continue to join us on this journey and that you will find it in your hearts to share your personal journeys. And hopefully we'll be able to help some of you guys out with uh, different ideas and different ways to approach your own health issues or quality of life issues over the next years to come. Yeah, I'm excited. Till I get a book deal and a TV deal and then you guys can come watch TV from the audience. <laughs> and then it'll have to be about Hollywood. Right. Then we'll have to deal with Hollywood. Amanda's going to get, a, I don't know if she's going to get a book deal, but she'll get a voiceover deal or something. <laughs> Do you like to write? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a writer. I have books everywhere. I like to read. Reader. Yeah. I like to read. So I'm excited. Um, if this is a, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Somebody told me one day, I think it was, it was a friend's little kid said, when you forget your train of thought, a bird farted somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind. I just pictured this little bluebird with a poof. <laughs> <laughs> that could very well be. Who knows? So, well, we hope you join us again. <laughs> Thank you very much.